Welcome to the 3B Experience. What's up, everybody? Uh, Zach McNall here, and uh, with me tonight I got Billy C. Yep. What's up? I made the I made the trip. Made the trip. Been a long time coming. Yeah, we yeah. haven't actually really hung out in quite a while. I say it's been a while ever since. It's been well, a couple of years, probably. Honestly. Oh yeah, families and stuff start happening, and oh shit, people separate. But yeah. It's a life goes on, oh, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> yep. It's funny how deer bring us everybody back together. It's crazy. Yeah, it really yeah. is. It's it's like you know you go down that path and it's like man, like my kid's eleven years old already. I got an eight year old, a four year old. Just yesterday, you were bringing one home and <laughs> seemed like it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like what in the hell? You yep. just lose track of time. Yeah, and you kind of just do your own thing, and then next thing you know, you kill a giant, and here you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, that's very true. I get lucky. Get lucky once in a while. Yeah. I didn't even have to hunt a morning this year. That was kind of nice. Was this your... So we can kind of get into it here in a little bit, but was that like your first set of the year? Uh, it was the second set in that stand, and I think it was my sixth or seventh set of the year. Okay. Yep. So, I had only sat half a dozen times or so. Gotcha. But yeah, I mean, just get off work, you know, on days that I don't have the kids, I... You know, Morgan and I went through a divorce, or going through one. That's, oof, that's one. Yeah, I hope I don't ever have to. Yeah, do you that don't. Shit. I don't wish it on my worst enemy. Yeah, uh, it's terrible. But no, we. Uh, I I I got a new job, and I'm usually off work about three thirty every day, which is really nice. So I just right. buzz from work and go home, quick shower, and fly to the stand. And yeah, as so I actually showed up for work the next day and talked the the wash bay kid. He he's a from illinois he's used to deer hunting right and i showed him a picture and i was like i was like i shot a giant last night and he's like no you didn't i'm like yeah i did and I, sh- I showed him a picture that morning he's like Jesus. you know he's like <laughs> yeah, right. pumped yeah and i was like well i gotta get going because i like literally my semi was running loaded and i had to get moving like i had right. to go and so i literally spent maybe 15 seconds showing him and he got back and he's like so where'd you when, when what year did you shoot that buck i'm like <laughs> 24 hours ago <laughs> he's like no uh i was like yeah he's like well, i looked on your facebook and i was like yeah did you see a big deer he's like yeah you posted it last night and i'm like then why are you asking what year i got it does this get a little dense or <laughs> I don't jesus but he didn't he didn't believe me he's like you wouldn't have time to do that and i'm like well when your farm's only 25 minutes from where you hunt it's pretty easy right so wow. i got lucky got lucky so how uh how many pictures did you actually have of him this, this year? year? This year, more than ever. Um, if I had to guess, a couple dozen. Uh, I had to learn him throughout the years, quite honestly. And it took me, you know, it took me four years to kill him, but um, probably a couple dozen. Yeah. It, it was, it was always on. I I started running three cameras uh, on that farm, and I strategically place them because i wanted to figure out you know where he where he was coming from going to and stuff like that right and by the time i killed him i i had one camera on the whole farm (laughs) yep if you remember 
You remember when we shot uh, Bowser? Mm, I don't, or Bo, uh, sorry, Bocephus. Bocephus, <clears throat> sorry. Right. Remember when we shot Bocephus? Yeah. So we waited out the rain that morning, and we were parked right. in the truck, you know? So mm-hmm. I shot that deer where we were parked. So, like, where, really? we were, yeah, where we were parked, if you were to walk 35 yards, the tree is right there. And I climbed up in that tree, and I shot him 25 yards. Holy so cow. So if, if you can picture... If you can picture where we parked, that's that's where I shot him. He, that's just a it's a cattle pasture, ain't it? It's is an, it? It was an old cattle pasture, and then my grandpa took a bunch of old broken equipment that he doesn't use or shit that he bought on an auction, and takes it out there and just dumps it on this oak flat. Okay. And so when he came out, he actually came out and he was buying auger, <laughs> and he was just standing there and he sniffing and lip curling and stuff because the does had come through, and he literally went over and tucked his head down and walks underneath an auger, and there's two broken down discs. He walks right between two discs, and it's like it's like a maze of old shitty farm equipment, and he just like navigating his way fucking through it. That's badass. So he was living. He he, in, was, he was living. So where you shot Bocephus? Was he living like in that area? He was to the north and east of there, about a half a mile. Oh, okay. I don't know if you remember where Kelly Sheets's deer died. Kelly Sheets shot I a don't. deer called M- MJ. He essentially was living in the ditch that MJ died in. But and you called this buck Tiny, right? Yep, I called him Tiny because yep. I got his picture fall of 2017, and he was like a three-year-old, and he was probably 160. 165 inches as a three-year-old and oh I, boy yep I, I, it was one picture late november got him running he was running and i looked at him and the picture was perfect and i looked at it and i was like wow he's tiny and it just <laughs> it was, you know i was being a smart ass <laughs> right and that just kind of stuck and yeah my youngest daughter mckay was like yeah call him tiny or so, my, my middle my de- my youngest daughter at the time but right I had a child between <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> when I started hunting this deer and and killing him so that's awesome yeah he's definitely a, not tiny no <laughs> no do you think so he's uh, he was seven you think when you killed him seven and a half or eight and a half uh, I kept his jaw sending it off to a deer lab or something and, and okay and uh, John Mulligan's got that for me. He's going to send it off for me with the buck that he just shot, and uh, right. we're going to get get it aged. But I'm guessing he was seven and a half, eight and a half. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was right around two eighty dressed. Oh boy! Yeah, he's a big deer. So do you think he was on like his downside growing, or if he so on the right side uh, those who are listening that end up seeing the picture he stubbed his right beam if if he would have grown his right beam normal and not injured it in velvet he in my opinion i think he would have been the biggest he's ever been okay yep at seven and a half or wherever he is seven and a half or eight and a half yep i okay. think he would have grown his biggest rack just because of all the stickers like last year i found his right side shed and it was just shy of 80 inches it was like 78 and change or 79 okay and that was his that was his right side obviously he stubbed his right side this year but the left side this year was 82 so wow yeah he's a he's got hell it all of a and, deer. It's, and what's insane for me to even think about right now and people may think i'm stupid but i i it was always his left side. So where I had this, uh, where I had this trail camera, he'd always come up out of this bottom, and he'd make his way across this flat. I would rarely. I think I got three pictures of him total this year, 
you know, coming from the east going west. He, I was always catching him coming back. So he was making a loop, and I was always on the south end of his loop, it seemed like. And uh, I had gotten a picture. Like I said, I had, I had three cameras out. I got him on one other camera one time because I hadn't had him for like a month. So I completely moved one camera to the other side of the farm, um, random-ass spot out in the middle of a cornfield on a fence post. It was completely random. I'm just like, this right. is stupid. I'm either gonna I'm either gonna figure him out or I'm not. Sure shit. Second night he walks by, coming from the east. I'm like, okay, I got you figured out now. You're talking cell cams. Yep. What are you running for cell cams? Reveals. Okay. Three, three reveals, and um, I got him on that one, and I'm like, okay. And now I went and pulled that camera. I'm like, I know he's here. I don't need to be here anymore. He's still alive. So first time after a month, I got him. And uh, from then on, you know, I got him a couple more times on that oak flat. And uh, I was like, it, it's it's game on. On the 20th, on the 20th, I got him. Um, it was a, it was a morning, I think it was about 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning, I got him. And he was, same thing, headed back. And I was like, all right, time to, time to hang on him. Right. And, and uh, I shot him five days later. But going, going back to like figuring him out in the cameras and stuff. What's what's crazy is I was thinking about passing him. I I never got a good picture to see this this stub beam. It always looked like he fully grew it whenever I was looking at pictures of his back or his left side. It, I just right. could never get that good close-up picture of his right side. Well, this got broke off, and that picture that I got of him, that one picture from the other side of the farm, he come up – and I could clearly see his left side. The camera was to the north. He was to the south. It took his picture. And I'm like, there should be a, you know, there should be clear obstruction so I can't see his left side. Right. And I could see a lot of his left side. And I'm like, shit, he broke off his main beam. He broke off his G4. And I'm like, beside myself now, I'm like, son of a, you know, son of right. a bitch, what do I do? I did. I called a few buddies and I was like, I. You guys are going to think I'm insane, but I think I'm going to pass him. I mean, if I see him, I'm going to let him walk. And I started looking closer and closer, and I got one more picture of him, that picture on the 20th, and I could just make out a little bit of his right side. And then I was like, nope, because I could see that little swoop of the tip. And I was mm -hmm. like, nope, the, the, the end swoops up. He's got it. He just broke off his G4, so he's only missing five inches, six inches. So I was like, all right, I'll probably shoot him, but I want to look at him first. Right. The night he come out, I was like... <laughs> Okay, I'm shooting him. Yeah, <laughs> like there was there was not a doubt. That would be my... that would be the toughest thing to pass that deer up. Yeah, I don't. I can't believe I. You'd even... definitely be kicking yourself in the ass. Yeah, yeah. If I ever did, I I, I I would hope somebody would drop kick me out of the tree for doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> test my safety harness or something. Right. So were you solely after him, or did you have other deer? There was one other deer that I was willing to shoot, um, but yeah, he was. He was it. I have other mature deer. I have I have other growers, but that was that was the one. That was, yeah, I had other farms. I had other mature deer, but knowing how many pictures I was getting of him, he was the most visual this year than he's ever been, mm -hmm. as far as being on my cameras. And it just, I kept going back to what my buddy Cody kept saying: "You're never going to kill him if you don't hunt him." Right. And literally, the night that I killed him, I was driving up from work and i was calling friends you know do i sit here and go after this deer do i sit here do i go back to here and i just kept going back to what you know cody had said to me and he just 
you got to hunt him. You got to right. st- you got to hang on him. He was there five days ago. He's been there all season. You know what he's doing. The corn just came out. He can't live in the corn. He's either going to be across the road in the no hunting, or he's going to be on you. And sure as shit, ten does, ten does come out, does and fawns or whatever, and he followed him. It was a fatal mistake for him. And he's the only buck you saw that night. Only buck I saw. And he's with he's with ten does. There's ten. There was there was six or seven adult does, and the rest were fawns. Okay. Yeah. Was he tending them at all, or just? He was about ten minutes behind them. Okay. So he was on their scent trail, but he was just slowly walking. I mean, he was very casual. He was not in a hurry. Um, I th- I think he just was bedded in the same ditch as them. They got up, moved, and they basically did almost a U shape around me. Okay. Um, they they came from the northeast. If you imagine this oak flat is an is a square. It's literally a. a a square. It's got a ditch on the south side, a ditch on the west side, and a ditch on the north. It's just a square. Okay. All three of these ditches are extremely brushy with bedding. This is wide open and goes to a road. The east is all flat and goes to a road. So I park up here right off the road. I walked over to my stand and he came out of this north ditch and so did the does. They, it was an east-northeast wind. They came out with the wind at their back into the middle of the oak flat and then the does before he came out came east towards the towards the cornfield and they stopped at 25 yards and two of them started stomping and losing their mind i'm like you fucking bitches like what's your problem right well a feral cat comes out of a freaking bush and oh, that's Lord. what they were all pissed off about and they'd stand there and they'd throw their head and stomp at that cat there were seven different shades of pissed at that cat so the does go back and they go into the bedding area, literally where I found tiny shed this spring. And they go back in there and I'm like, okay, yeah, well, you know, whatever. And I'm sitting there and I'm, you know, time goes by. I can't exactly remember how much time, but I look over and okay, they're starting to filter out and they're coming across that cattle pasture that we walked through mm-hmm. to go into that stand that day. Yeah, They're walking out of the, the ditch, the south ditch across the, across that pasture and i'm like okay and i'm starting to count like okay that many accounted for that many accounted for and i had seven i think accounted for because there was not yeah there was yeah there was there was nine total because he was the 10th deer i saw that night there was nine total so i'm counting and i saw i saw two more come out by one of my food plots the rest were down or they were essentially upwind now they all made it through my wind all of them made it through really? my wind. I don't know how I did it, but they all made it through my wind. And I was like, okay, there's seven. There's seven out here. There's two left. He's still in there. Because he did. He come down on their scent trail, and I'm like, okay, he's either going to take a hard left and follow it, and he's, I'm going to shoot him right here at 25 yards, or he's going to go in where they did. Sure as shit. He hit that, what I consider the T intersection, you know, mm-hmm. following their scent trail. They come this way and then went back. He hit that T and went in. So I was like, okay, game on. They were out there, and I'm between him and them, and I've got a good wind. I called and rattled, grunted deeply, snort wheezed, and he came on a string to 20 yards. 25, so you're you're being pretty aggressive. Yeah, but I wasn't I wasn't going ham with my with my rattling. I mean, I did. Over the years of seeing this deer, he was never broke, he was never scarred up, he was never showing aggression. I've never had a picture of him working a scrape. So, in my mind, I'm like, I'm dealing with a little bitch, right. a little bitch deer. Like, yeah. I, what you know, what I'm, I don't know what I'm gonna do. 
But I just I thought, you know, if he's coming out, he's seven and a half, eight and a half years old. The other bucks that I had been getting throughout late September, early October were non-existent. They were gone. So I'm I'm literally going through the Rolodex in my mind as to what to do. Okay, those little bucks aren't around. Something's pushing them off. It's got to be him. He's missing a tine. He's willing to spar with something, and that's literally what I did. I'm like, okay, I'm going to rattle, but I'm going to spar rattle. Mm-hmm. Spar rattled, waited a minute, two really deep grunts, followed up 15 seconds later by a snort wheeze, and it I killed him a minute later. Wow. Pulled him right out of that bedding area. He walked right to my tree, and I shot him. So I, when he first walked out, how far was he? Like when you first laid eyes on him, 110. Okay, so yeah. a ways out. Yeah, he was about 110 <clears throat> yards. And trust me, I've been shooting out to 80, and I was like, <laughs> "You're willing to let him oh, yeah. fly? <laughs> you, you stand still at 60, 70, 80 yards, and you're completely relaxed. Uh, you might have something <laughs> sailing at you, right? Yeah. Because I was sitting there clicking him as he was walking closer. I'm like, 80, 75. Okay, and it, like literally, I remember clicking the rangefinder, and it said 75 exactly. I'm like, okay, he's in range. He's in range now. <laughs> Holy shit. And yeah, I know you're a hell of a shot. I would never – I've shot that far, but I've, I would never be confident enough to take a shot in the farthest, wild at one. farthest I've ever taken a shot at an animal was – I killed a turkey at 56. I killed a deer at 57. I don't think I could bring myself to shoot further. I tell myself I'm going to, but – Right. It's tough. Yeah. I'd rather have them 10 yards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, that's my, my wheelhouse. <laughs> I hype myself up, but at the end of the day, I still want to shoot him at 20 yards. Yep. I, I still fucked up on him. I held just a, a touch too high, but dropped him where he stood. Oh, did you, you spined him? Well, you know what? Like, you know when, like, where their spine comes down and then it dips down between their shoulder blades? Mm-hmm. So he was, like, almost perfectly broadside, if not, like, a fraction quartering two. And I shot him for... Uh, I had my, I shot him for tw- uh, tw- 30. Yeah, because there's a rub tree at 40. I assumed him to be 30. And I put my 30 yard pin about midway and let her eat. And it went through both shoulders and dropped him where he stood. And he was, he was dead. Like, okay. It was like he right. hit him with a rifle, just dropped boom, him. Dropped him. I mean, he thrashed for a second. Right. I, I didn't know what. He wasn't moving when I – I did shoot him a second time. That's something I haven't told anybody other than the people that were there. Mm-hmm. But when I was up in that tree and I knew he went down, like I just went into – I had to have spined him mode. Right. Well, he wasn't moving on that second shot. When I gutted him and took him apart and everything, that first shot did it. it he was he was done. I just – the second one was an insurance policy. You're right. Yeah. Something like that. Yep. Yeah. Well, and I just I didn't know if he was suffering or anything because right. when he went down, like his head was hidden, his head was hidden, but I could see his vitals, and I sh- and it was such a narrow shooting lane that I had. It was a long shooting lane, but it was like ten yards wide. There's a big pile of grass and brush and a down dead cottonwood tree on the left, and on the right is nothing but short cedars and and uh, the honeysuckle bushes. Okay, so it's thick as hell on both sides of the shooting lane. When I hit him. He almost did like a backflip. Like he went down, you know what I'm saying, and then like threw himself back. Well, when he threw himself back, he went back behind that cedar tree, and I was like, "Oh shit!" So like my second shot, I like had to get down really low, and I could still see him plain as day. But his now his head was from one side of my shooting lane, and it's on the other. So I'm shooting at the other side of his body with my right, and I'm like, "Okay, that's that's definitely his shoulder." And I shot him the second time, but he didn't 
when I shot him the second time, he didn't, I mean, did not move. Didn't move. I didn't, there was never a kick, never a thrash, never a gurgle, didn't move yeah. his head. So, I mean, that, I think that first shot just, he was dead. I think anyone probably would have put a second one in. Yeah. Even if it wasn't a giant like this, I mean, just, we don't like to see them I don't deer wanna, suffer yeah. and stuff. I mean, and I don't give a shit if people judge me or not. <laughs> right. Yeah. I wouldn't either. I don't give a shit if people do. I mean, I mean, if you want to put, I mean, if you don't put a second shot in one that you think suffering, you're kind of a shithead, like, right. In my I, opinion, <laughs> and I don't. Again, I don't think he was. I, honestly, right. honestly, I, in the amount of time that I released that arrow, it, he went down, and I turned around, grabbed the arrow, knocked one. He was already laying there, not moving. But I was like, is he laying there, not moving because he's spine shot and he's suffering, or is he dead? And literally knocked the arrow, grabbed the range finder really fast, made sure of the range, drew back, buried the pin, shot him, and it was like you shot a piece of foam, like nothing. He didn't twitch, he didn't gurgle, he didn't nothing. That first shot killed him. Right. Which blows my, <clears throat> which blows my mind because I've never, I've never seen one drop like that from an arrow, and then just die. Just die. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think eventually. Any bow hunter, I mean, you're going to spine a deer, and yeah. I've done it plenty of times, and I've never shot one where it killed him right away. I mean, it's just part of it. I got, and upon gutting him, I got shoulder, nicked his spine. like It's almost like a blade hit something just right to drop him there. So I got shoulder, nicked the spine, and then went through the top of the lungs. And he, okay. I mean, that was it. And it lodged, it lodged just behind the offside shoulder. I mean, I had 13 inches of arrow, 14 inches of arrow sticking in him. Right. So it wasn't like it went in six inches, hit the spine, and stopped. I mean, it it buried. What are you shooting for a broadhead? Uh, this year I was shooting the NAP Kill Zone Max. Okay, nice. Yep. I shoot the Kill Zones. I don't shoot the Max, but I know a lot of guys use the Max for, like, turkey mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I've always had good luck with the Max. I've had really good blood trails. I've shot them with the Kill Zone too. I don't. I don't mind those. When we shot uh, Bocephus, I was using that. Uh, what the hell they call it? Oh, it's not the Spitfire. NAP does make that, but it's like a. I can't. I wish I could think of it right now. It's like a. It was an NAP though. It was an NAP. Okay. Yeah. It was a. It was a. God. Cro Crossfire, crossfire or maybe yeah that sounds something like that i don't remember yeah so when you got you said you first got pictures of him in 17 that when you first known of him 17 is when i learned of him learned and, of him. okay and then kind of started hunting him ish 18 and i think he was a four-year-old and then 19 and 20 was full-blown trying to kill him um 19 i just i was in a bad place mentally and I just filled my tags as quick as I could. I was done by October 17th or right. whatever it was yep. in 19. And then hunted him really hard last year and, and couldn't get on him. And then this year, just I completely changed what I'd been doing. Stayed out, used cell cams, didn't walk back to other stands. Like if I needed to do something, I drove right to my truck. And I, I truly believe that my lack of intrusion and just waiting for the right time is what killed the deer. It just it was crazy what what I learned from this deer. Right. So you do you think since you think he's like seven and a half, eight and a half, you think his core area shrunk 
like they i know a lot of people talk older they get the yes. less they move truly believe that okay truly believe his core area shrunk so you're trying to kill him in like four or five or whatever you think he was running all over two hell. and a half miles right. two miles yeah yep no i uh did many i mean i don't think were he, a lot of people after this buck that you know of i don't neighbors think so. or no i don't think any i mean maybe my brother maybe my brother because he'd he'd stumble north once in a great while but otherwise i i think i was pretty much the only one after him just his core area had shrunk so far uh this year i mean he i would be shocked if this deer was moving a mile really yep it's it was almost like clockwork i mean i'd always get him coming coming back east he'd be coming back east and i'm like okay he's coming out where i can't hunt walking through making a loop and i'm catching him on the way back okay he just he lived on the very north edge of where i could hunt and everything else was kind of no hunting but I don't want to give away too much information. Right, but. yeah. No. Yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, he's a hell of a bug. Yeah, he got what, it all. What did you say he scored? I think it was one – I didn't bring the sheet. 173 and 7 eighths as he sits, and he's missing 11 to 13 inches, give or take, somewhere around there. So if he would have had what he had, he'd be mid-180s. Yep. yep, yep. If he had the rest of his beam and – he would have grown his beam right and not broke off that G4. I think he'd have been about that 184, 185 range, somewhere so in there. You might have said it already, but so when you first got pictures of him, he did have this side. Yep. When I first okay. When I first got pictures of him, he had he had that point. He never had this. Well, like he always had this, but that point right there. Oh, so he never came out. No. No. Okay. He never fully finished this. This was when I. Oh, you mean. You mean previous years? Yeah. Oh yeah, previous years. So previous years he was. He, oh yeah, he grew it perfect. Yeah, okay. perfect. He was a hundred and he was one eighty one to one eighty three last year, probably. Okay. Yep. And just something happened in velvet. Had to have got hurt or. That's the only thing I can think of. Like, why else would it grow like that? It's like right. he he. It's almost like he ran. You know when they're real bulby. Right. It's almost like he ran that bulb into a, a thorn. A a tree branch who god knows what right but it caused that to grow weird that's crazy and like i said you know this g3 out here you can see like it's got all that webbing it's like that's what's inside the antler if you were to cut the antler open. right yeah it's i was like, looking at that earlier i was like that's that's cool it's like bone marrow it, it's yeah it, he's just loaded with character he's got like I said, I've told everybody he's got everything but a drop tine. He's got kickers and flyers and mass and sticker points and this G two, his right side G two is my favorite. Yep, he's Holy got cow. he's got shit everywhere. Yep, that's awesome. Yep, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I got most of it on video. <laughs> I did probably the poorest. Self oh yeah, I was going to ask you that. How'd that I, go? I probably did. I, I'm spoiler alert. I did not get the shot on video. My GoPro was running and got the over the shoulder, but I didn't get the shot on video. Right. Stupid me. I, I mean, it's not necessarily stupid me. It's stupid me as a producer, but as a hunter, I kind of feel like I made the right decision. So right when I snort wheezed, I don't know why, but I put the damn thing in my pocket and I sat down. I knew he was in there. I knew he was less than 100 yards. I knew he was following those does, but I fucking sat down. <laughs> 
hindsight now i'm like you're a dumbass right like what why why would you do that (laughs) that's a rookie move you're saying (laughs) so i sat down well i snort wheeze and i sat there and like i said it was it was a minute later and he was dead but you know time goes so slow when you're sitting there but i I was i was sitting there and i could hear crunching like i could hear leaves or brush or something moving i'm like something's moving something's getting closer and i can hear it and i'm like cutting every edge apart over there where he had walked in and i'm like you know there's two big oak trees kind of blocking my view but if they're 50 yards if they're 30 to 50 yards i'm going to see their legs coming right and i was i was like picking that shit apart and i'm like i'd be able to see him i'm gonna be able to see his rack his feet i'm gonna be able to see something moving nope couldn't see it i'm picking it apart and i'm look behind me i'm like nope it's not the does they're out there feeding they're fine and i'm just like mentally going through a checklist where's the fucking coon probably this damn cat like right and i'm sitting there going and i'm i i i could hear the cadence i could hear him walking and my anxiety was through the roof because i'm (laughs) like it's got to be him but i can't see him so i can't confirm it and i wanted to stand up but i'm like something's walking this way i can't stand up if I stand up and grab my bow, he could pick me off if it is him. And I'm just like, I don't know how to explain it, but my mind just right. going a million miles an hour, like trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Yep. And I, I, I was, I was lean forward like an idiot. You can kind of see me on the GoPro. I'm like lean forward and I'm like ready to like come off the line, you know, Fucking in a football pounce. game. Yeah, I'm like ready to just go. I'm like, where the hell is this? You know, where is it at? And I heard a crunch to my left, and I just snapped my head, and boom, he was halfway through that shooting lane at 25 yards. Oh, I'm like, how the fuck did he get there? Like, oh, my God. Like, right. All in one motion, dude. It, I mean, all in one motion. It was stand up, and I reached for my bow. I didn't even have it off the hook, and I go, bap. Oh, shit. <laughs> I didn't want him to make it through right. it. I, I was like, bap, and I didn't yep. even have the bow off the hook, and it was like, uh, yep. <laughs> Damn. It was it was that fast. I just stood up, grabbed the bow, and killed him. Are you, are you using a single pin sight or do you, what do you have? Three pin slider. Okay. Yep, three pin slider. So oh. I just I I more or less gapped the pins. I was like twenty yard just below the spine, thirty yard right about the heart. I'm gonna let it eat. Yeah. So I'm using a single pin. I've used it last year and I'm using it this year and I think there's gonna come a day it's gonna fuck me over, but yep. but for right now, I love it. I mean, if I, I love the idea of a single pin, I love I, I love the idea of, and we can get we can circle back to this, but I don't I don't. If I was a Western hunter, I would use a single pin right like crazy. <clears throat> but like last night, if I'd have had my pin set on, or not last night when I shot him, if my, if my pin would have been set on twenty, and I'd have put it, you know, top of the heart, I might have shot right right underneath him, and then I'd right. been stupid pissed. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's going to come a day it's going to scare me over, but I just like the idea of it. I mean, yep. it's it's simple, and I like it, the sight it, picture a lot more. It makes more. you discipline more, too. Right, yeah. And how I have it set right now is it's like at – it's basically set at like 23 or 4 on my slider. Yep. But I can, I can shoot out to 30 and know where I'm hitting. So, I yep. mean, I'm – 30 is my wheelhouse. I mean – Yep. I'll shoot farther, but 30 is like my most max, like especially through a timber. Right. And I hunt a lot of public, and it's all timber, you know. Yep. So, I mean, 30 is going to be my max, I think, through a timber. Yep. So, but hopefully Leave not. Leave it at 25 and call it a day. 
that's basically what I do, yeah. Because yep. then I can shoot at 10 or 20, too, and yep. be right on. So. Be right there. Uh-huh. So I'm not too worried about it. But yep. there is going to come a day. I bet it's going to piss me off. Yep. I, just, I can see it coming. But And uh, so I wanted to circle back real quick. When So when he came in, uh, two days later, I went out. And uh, I'd actually forgot my GoPro in the tree. <laughs> and I went back out. And I was like, I want to know, like how he got here because there there is there's only there's only one line of brush it's 15 20 yards wide and it's long as hell it's it's the mouth of that big ditch it just only gets deeper as you go Mm -hmm. i'm like i don't i don't know how the hell he made it here because there's a there's a creek crossing 60 yards out or a ditch crossing that was bulldozed so there's a ditch crossing and then between the ditch crossing and me is it is it's only 15 yards wide maybe and 60 yards long of just brush and cedars and oaks and some trash and whatever else. Mm-hmm. I was like, I couldn't figure out how he made it. Well, I found his fucking track. Really? Yep. I found his track, and he came out, and I, I, I stood where he came out, and I looked up, and I could not see, see my stand. The oak branches came out from the other two big trees that were to my west, just perfect. And he came out right there and hugged that edge. If he'd have come out 10 yards north, 5 yards north, I would have seen him. Okay. But he come out right on the perfect trail, and what he did is he hugged that edge where all that brush is, and I mean fucking hugged it. Right. And he, what he did is he came up, and he actually ended up 19 yards. And I was standing where his tracks come up, and you can see him stand, and then they do. They lead. There's a gap that I didn't know was there with those cedars like all that ditch brush meets those cedars there's a gap right there and he turned and went right down that gap and so i heard him when he went into like you know the grass josh was talking about yeah where his deer died yeah that's essentially what this deer walked down into and that's why i heard him so he was on essentially mowed grass and dirt heading to me so that's why i couldn't pick out a significant cadence i could just a crunch or a thud or something here and there and then when he decided to go down that ditch i was was like what is that? <laughs> right. Like, oh shit. So he's just doing big buck things. Yeah. Basically. I mean sticking tight to cover. Yep. Yep. He come out he come out in the wide open because he knew that's where those does were, but he was comfortable there. That was the that was only the second time I had sat that flat all year. I, I kinda it was always a game of start wide and move my way in. And that's that's literally what that buck taught me how to do. And I was running 10 or 12 cameras or whatever it was years prior trying to figure him out and no cell cameras walking in there dragging right. scent hunting him where he didn't want to be and that's cody kept saying the same thing stop hunting him where he doesn't want to be right you got to crash in where he wants to be when it's right and that's what i did i killed him i, I honestly no joke would have killed him last year but aubrey and i Aubrey'd never been in a tree, and she wanted to come with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a good wind to hunt the stand that night. I was going to go in and hunt him on the oak flat last year, and it was the night that I wounded a deer that we call Pincher. That video's out on YouTube, or that I call Pincher. And uh, she wanted to come with, so we went and crawled in a blind, sat, shot Pincher, didn't end up finding him, unfortunately. Um, and I had a buddy of mine watching that flat that night just from a distance, like sit up on a hill, just watch. Sure as shit. He's like, Tiny's underneath your stand, 15 yards. And oh, it, was no an, it was an hour before dark. And I'm like, no fucking way. Like, 
I, I and I, you know, there was several bucks running around. Like maybe it wasn't tiny. You know, he's watching from 300 yards, 400 yards away. How do you know for a fact that it's that it's actually tiny? Mm-hmm. And um, sure, shit, I pulled the card. And same camp. Well, it was same same fence post, different camera. Sure, shit, an hour before dark, 15 or whatever it was, right. six five fifteen, whatever time it was. He was running. He was running wow. to Dell 15 yards in front of my stand. I was like, God, you're lucky that I love you. You're right. <laughs> chose to sit in this blind with you tonight. Because uh, I could I could have killed him last year. But, damn. And that was the stand you were planning on going to if you didn't have to take If I did not have to t- – if Aubrey wasn't going to come with me and sit in that blind, I was going to that stand. I had a perfect wind, and he did. He come out right up that ridge like I was telling you. He comes up. And I'm always getting him coming back east. He did that. He come right up out of that bottom. The wind would have been right, I mean, perfectly in my face to where the stand is. And I, he he did. He walked right down this mowed path. There's a down tree from the derecho. It directs him. He has to walk in front of my stand. He was 15 yards. Wow. Yep. I would have shot him last year. <laughs> Damn. Talk about cat and mouse. Holy that's shit. All, that's all right, though. Yeah. It, it made might... for it made for a funner story. Yeah. A more fun story. More fun story. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Um, Proper grammar. Yep. Um, so you said you had does out like downwind and never busted you. Like, what's your so what's your like scent regimen? Is it still just scent crusher? Um, kind yeah. I, I keep everything in a scent crusher. Tote. I'm gonna be quite honest. I just throw everything in a plastic. I washed everything in scent free stuff. I throw it in a plastic tote. And that stuff that tote stays in the back of my truck. Okay. So all my outer layers, my base layers, my boots down to my socks the only thing different or the only thing the same on me when i go to the stand is my boxers right everything else is different hat head to toe and so i keep it all in that plastic but i didn't i didn't crush anything that night or nothing the only thing i did is when i got up in that tree uh, a good buddy of mine the owner of top secret deer sense sent me a box of all their products and stuff mm-hmm. and there's a there's a bottle that he sent me and it's called scream and tarsal and it turns into a foam well you're supposed to put it in your mock scrapes and i had that bottle in my pack it's probably half full i just took the damn cap off that son of a bitch and i've got oak limbs all underneath me i just wing that stuff all <laughs> over the pl- I, I got rid of the whole bottle but i like you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. I, I sprayed that stuff everywhere spread I, it yep i just yep. spread it all around and i i think my mindset there was that's the 10%. Like, that's, you know, where my wind was blowing, there's a chance that they could go through it, and there's about a 10% chance. But everything else was going to be upwind. So I thought, you know, just to cover myself, maybe this will be enough to, like, to fuck them up. You know, maybe it'll be enough right. to just overwhelm them with that tarsal scent, and they won't smell me. It worked. Definitely worked, Seven, seven does and fawns. <clears throat> And he was even through my wind. He was right at my wind when I shot him. Damn. So, testament to that stuff. But yeah, I mean those and those does did. I had a I had a seven to ten mile an hour breeze. It was out of the northeast, and those does went right through my wind. They, I mean, they didn't even stop and check it. There's, I mean, they didn't run through it. Nothing. They just one after the other. Really. I was like, well, I'm in the chips. Yeah. Holy shit. That's awesome. So, Congrats again, dude. Thank you. It's awesome. Yep. Now I got to start piecing the piecing the hunt together a little bit. It's we're gonna we're gonna show it even without the the kill shot. But okay. 
it uh on the are you gonna you're on the rival um or what's what are you doing nowadays is it basically uh, um whatever i want <laughs> right i don't know if you're with anybody now i'm or, not i'm not necessarily with anyone um bart and i have become very good bart blair i know all those guys but uh, right. i've specifically come pretty close with bart and blair from the rival over the last since 2015 six years or so and uh he just you know he kind of reached out and he asked me he said do you care if we use the hunt if you got it on video or and tell the story and i said no i i don't mind that a bit and so they uh we we both work with with arctic shield and since they work with arctic shield and hunter safety systems and all that stuff and i was wearing all that stuff that night uh, we just decided it was a good fit so instead of i'm still going to put i'm probably still going to put together my own story um to put on the wildest dreams tv youtube but okay. um i'm gonna let bart tell it first um i'm just gonna let them use the hunt it'll be shown on the rival on the real tree 365 app i don't know when he'll have it done but that uh that's the plan as of now to to let him tell the story so you're still are you still running wild streams tv so I, I shut down the facebook and the the wild streams tv youtube is is up and is staying up and going and i'll still continue to put stuff up there um it's the wild streams tv youtube channel but it's it's my stuff it's me it's her right you know if i film my buddies or whatever there's there's no sponsorships there's no obligations there's no nothing i'm just doing what i want you, you know, know what you want to do yep there's no money coming in or anything like that and honestly i i honestly couldn't be happier right so i was gonna ask you like that a little better than yeah there was a lot of pressure before right um it was a lot of fun it was a it was an incredible learning experience is what it was it, i made some of the best friends in my life i probably made some enemies along the way um but it, it was it was a it was a learning experience it was nice to to learn the industry and to just make some memories and i'm still you know i'm still gonna film i'm always gonna film um but you know going through the with going through the divorce and the separation like i i had a lot to learn about you know myself and I have a an 11 year old that's with me, you know, 100 percent of the time, and then I've got a shared care arrangement with my my eight and, and four year old. So, right, you know, I I've I made the decision as you know, as you know, Brandon Witten knows, and now Josh knows, like all all you get, uh, Jameson, just about everybody that was on the team now has a kid, right? Um, and I know we all have kind of gone our separate ways or whatever, but I don't. I hope that there's not between anyone negative, you know, negative feelings anywhere. Just life happens. And I had to come to that realization and it was a tough realization. You know, I had worked hard to build Wildest Dreams TV to what it was and I wanted to keep going. But when the separation happened and knowing that divorce was evident, I couldn't afford to... I couldn't afford to sit there and edit all the time anymore. And right. that's literally what it came down to with a full-time job, caring for kids, you know, establishing a new relationship. It just, it did. It came down to the point where I was just like, I, you know, I can't do this anymore. And, and I'll be quite honest and I don't care if she hears it or not, but I was afraid that she was going to take it from me. Oh, really? Yep. I don't, I'm not going to get into too many details, but right. I was afraid it was going to be stripped away from me. And so I just decided, you know what, I'm going to shut the Facebook down. 
We're not going to be posting stuff. I'm not going to do content creation. If anybody wants to do anything from here forward, they can do it with me directly. Could that have even happened, her to do that? Really? Mm-hmm. It's still an ongoing... Like money-wise or just take it? She could have... I, I mean, because you, you have assets into this, obviously. You yeah, know. yeah. And that that's what I was in fear of, and that's exactly what happened. I'm not going to go into too many details, but like... right. Yeah, it's exactly what could have uh, could have happened. Gotcha. Ca- camera gear, computers, and all that stuff, yeah. and it could have been taken away. And quite frankly, it's everything that I worked for. Right. Um, just divorces can be nasty, and the unfortunate part about this one is I just I want to walk away and be done and split everything in half, and somebody else doesn't want that. Gotcha. So yep. that's the unfortunate part. Yeah. But you know. I'm, again, I'm I'm still gonna film. I'm gonna find a spot, you know, to land eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I did. I've I've had I've had offers from other shows. You know, I've had people reach out and tell me to start Wildest Dreams TV back up. You know, I've you know thought about doing something with with Mulligan or something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I just I'm kind of enjoying right now just not being required to do anything right i can do your own thing yep, i can do whatever i damn well please wear what you want do what you want yep use what um, products you want well i thought i was gonna be wearing what i wanted oh <laughs> that all, yeah <laughs> i thought i was I, I yeah i thought i was but then uh i was i was fortunate and uh arctic shield actually reached out to me and uh they wanted to have a conversation and they said they'd heard a lot about me and they wanted to see what we could do for for 2020 and we came to a good agreement, and honestly, I'm I'm very happy. I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat anything. But I I I won't wear something again if I don't believe in it. Right. And I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'll never wear a camo again that I don't believe in. That was a that was a foolish mistake on on my part um, when we were a team. Yeah. Which. I mean that stuff was good, but it had its downfalls. Yep. I mean it was it wasn't the warm. I mean, I will say the bibs and the heavy jacket that yep. they came out with like after. Yep. That I like that. Yep. I still have it honestly. That's, that's I'll wear it during late season. That stuff was warm. I got rubbed raw by them. That's why right. I'll never wear a stitch of that again. Yeah. I got backstabbed, and so I will. Uh, and and that comes with changing of owners in companies yep. and stuff like that. But I was uh, I was not. I was not happy about that. Being loyal to a company and and having that happen, I just not worth it. Nope. No. But uh, I I did. I had heard a lot of good things, and and I did. I, they reached out to me, and I I blew them off at first. I blew Arctic Shield off at first, and I was like, nah, I don't know if I'm gonna go down this road again. And uh, it was like it was two months later, maybe. I had another email. Hey, I'd love to talk to you. You know, catch up, see what we can discuss, and. It it uh, it has a really good family feel. Their their product is good. You know they have a wide range of everything. You know I know people are gonna be oh he's fucking product pushing. He's plugging it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I don't care if they think that or not. Again, I wouldn't wear something if I didn't believe in it. I, I would never do that again. So uh, I've I, never heard of Arctic Shield. Where are they out of? Uh, Minnesota. Okay. Minnesota and some of it's in Ohio, I think. Do they have like their own? Is it their own pattern, or they got their? No, they, uh, they print real tree. Real tree. Okay. Yep, they got real tree. They got blaze orange. 
uh, real tree edge and uh, they do dog kennel covers and foot covers and slippers and backpacks and bibs and jackets they've got all sorts of stuff cool. and i'm extremely happy extremely happy with what i've gotten so far so we'll see i'm i'm gonna put it through the test and yeah see if it see if it holds up right I, that's i when we had the meeting i i told i told the rep I said, I'm going to give you an honest review when the season's over. I'm going right. to give you a no bullshit review. And he's like, he, you know, that's he goes, that's exactly what we want. He said, we want right. to hear we want to hear the negative. Yeah, you know, we want to know where the improvement. Well, yeah, how you going to how you going to improve without knowing what? Yep. So no, I'm happy with that. And uh, wildest dreams TV will 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 continue. Um, and I I think we're going to touch on a little bit of that. Yeah. So on the, like the last podcast. I mean, I've only talked to two people from the team about it. You know, I should have talked to you about it too, but basically they made it sound like it was just all of a sudden you had a Facebook post and it was done, which Josh made it sound like he's seen it coming. I talked to the other guy, and honestly, I've never talked to that guy, hardly any, then he just he went on a rant, yep. and I just let him vent. Yep. Which, and he was kind of upset about it, I could tell. but Oh, yeah. Which... And I mean, you can explain what happened, I guess, but I don't. The way he made it sound, everyone made it sound was it was just up and done. Yep. So that that honestly wasn't the case. So we had kind of gone down this road of, you know, I I had expressed to the guys, you know, hey, I'm going through a separation, you know, and and anybody that doesn't know, when you have a team and you're getting product or you're getting paid or or anything to contribute to a team, like there has to be content created. That's the whole purpose of you having a show is you're creating content. And it, it was always me. It felt like not, I shouldn't say always, I can't take all the credit. It felt like me doing 90 plus percent of the work. Like if you've got the bow and the broadheads and the arrows and the camo and the scent control products or whatever else, like, it's one of those deals you just you go out for two or three hours and you snap a bunch of photos if you've got them with a dslr or i come down you take a bunch of photos so we have content to use to push said sponsor right sponsor or partner and i didn't have a problem doing that um i didn't have a problem doing that My, my problem was i was running out of time and it i didn't want it always being me and i kept thinking like we're a team I don't want everybody to continue seeing just Billy C. I want people to know who Zach McNall is, who Josh Heilman is, you know, Brandon Witten. I want people to know who you guys are. And uh, we went we went around a little bit, and I just I told the guys, I said, you know, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep creating the content, making the Facebook posts. I've got a family, you know. I need your help. Right. And uh, I said, I can make all of you guys admins, and you can make your own posts. And okay, so we I think we decided on doing that, and I made a few of them admins or whatever. Yeah. And I think a post or two maybe got made, and I was just like, guys, like, again, I, I you know, I was used to posting every day, and then it was like every three days something would get posted, every five days, every three days, every seven days, and I'm like, I was gonna say when me and when I was on Wild Stream TV, it'd be every day we'd have something scheduled. Yep. To just post, I mean, just yep. content. Yep. Nothing crazy, just something to yep, keep, keep it flowing. Yep, keep everything flowing. Keep, quote unquote, stay relevant. And that's just how shit works. I yep. mean, if you're wanting to make it, yep, if like you want, you're wanting to make it. Yep, you know? if you want a following, you want to do it for a living, you want to grow your 
you want to grow your show, you've got to stay relevant. I mean, that's that's all there is to it. Right. And it just got to the point where I just felt like I was, I was, I was, I don't know how this, how else to describe it other than I was drowning. I was like, right. I, I don't have the time. I'm stressed out. You know, money's involved, computer equipment, everything else, and I, taking care of kids, finding a new place to live, doing a new job, working over the road sometimes. Like, it was all hitting me all at once. Right. And I was extremely overwhelmed. The divorce got filed for, and I just, I did. I went into panic mode, and I asked the guys, like, one more time, like, does somebody want to take this over? Does somebody want to do this? Because I don't, you know, I don't know if I can anymore. And they're like, you know, I'm think. I told them I'm thinking about shutting it down. No, you know, I, I did. I I can't exactly remember. It's all on text or right. Facebook message <laughs> or somewhere. But the gist of the conversation was, no, I think you should keep it going. You know, we'll help and and whatnot. And it's just like not blaming those guys at all. But I didn't feel like I got the help that I that I needed. Um, not necessarily that I wanted, but like I like I needed. And it was, it was, I never, I will say I did not warn them that I was making the Facebook post. I will own up to that. But I, it was like I got to my breaking point, not just with, with the stress from trying to run the team, but the separation, new job, new life. It was like a complete push of the reset button. And I just, I did. I was like, you know what? I got to do what's best for me. I can I can't keep doing this. I can't keep fighting for the sponsorships and, or or the money or the following if somebody's a going to try and take it away, b if I can't produce enough content, I'm not going to sacrifice my integrity or my dignity for this show. Right. I'll put it on hold. It can sit there until never or I decide to start it back up again. Right. And in the meantime, I'll run a YouTube show, and when she gets on something or one of my other kids or myself and I want to post it, I can do that. Right. So that's that's kind of where it's sitting. And, and I do, man. I, at first, I was like, man, why can't these guys help me? And I, I did. I sat back, and I'm like, you know what? They're all in the same fucking boat. Right. Zach quit because he didn't want to deal with the stress anymore. I mean, you did. You quit. You didn't want to deal with the stress. You had right. kids. Yeah, the, the gist of me quitting was basically, which I don't want to say – like, I'm not a quitter, but, you know, stepping down, I guess, was we had a baby on the way, another baby, and then we had the Elite deal going on, which mm -hmm. you wanted us to get into an Elite, Yep. which that's money out of pocket. Yep. I was like, fuck, I don't, I don't I have a whole bunch of extra cash just yep. to go swinging on a bow, and then, yeah, I just kind of, yeah, it just wasn't. You peter out of it, and and that's the thing. It's And I was kind of getting out of, I was getting burnt out of... I still enjoy filming. I was getting a little burnout. Like I was yep. self-filming. 50 pounds it every sucked. time. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah, I just – I was getting burnout, and I just – I don't want to – I don't want to quit loving hunting. Yep. Like I don't want to wake up and be like, oh, fuck, I got to go. I got to go hunting. Yep. Yeah. And I don't – that's the thing. As I sit back and I'm like, you've got to have a taste for filming. Like it, it's either – you have a certain level that you – that you allow and you're either like a diehard and you never go without that camera because you love it you'll do it once in a great while or you hate it like and i think it's one of those deals where like if you're going to sit in a turkey blind you know jameson doesn't have a tag you're like hey i'm going turkey hunt. you want to come film it yeah right. sure yeah just for fun shits right. and grins no but it, there's some people that oh 
I can't shoot it if I, if it's not on video. And then that stress starts to hit them, and they're like, "This isn't fucking fun." Right. And that animal doesn't read the script, and you don't get shot, get it shot, and fuck this camera. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I, I get it. I'm just happy that that at the end of the day, when I look back, like. I have a lot of memories with a lot of good guys over the last few years and seeing things like like Brandon go and join Midwest Whitetail like yeah. that was almost an honor like that that did that guy didn't know hardly anything about filming when he first came on and he I mean he kills it now he runs multiple angles he tells great stories and in all honesty I'm not too scared to admit when I started this I'd never edited before I mean you right. and I were the ones doing the editing and right. neither one of us had a clue what the hell we were doing. We learned it as we go. Yep, it was yeah. learning as we go, and I, I feel like we did an okay job. And I'm at the end of the day, I'm proud of of what we built, what everybody did to contribute. And it's it's a time in my life that I'll never forget. Yeah, and I enjoyed it. And I I can sit here and look back at all the guys that have been on the team, and either stepped down or moved on to better things, or are still just sitting there saying, you know, when you start it back up. I'm with you, and I'm happy for all of them. I'm happy for everybody doing what they're what they want to do. I don't expect anybody to sit here and, you know, and you got to fucking stay here or, or fuck you, you know. Right. Where you and I came from. Yeah. Where you and I, the team you and I came from, the two main people tolerate us in person, but I think behind our backs they hate us. Yeah, I'd say that. And I'm almost like it sucks to say, but. There's not a, there's bow shops around here, but like that bow shop is honestly the best bow shop around, I think, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yep. But like, I don't want to step foot in there because it's just, I think there's, whether or not anything would happen, but it just seems like there's animosity like between everyone. It, yeah, it's the animosity. I still go in there. I support local. You know, I, I have my bow tuned there. So I'd love to go back and shoot and do stuff, but I'm afraid to. You feel to. like you did something wrong when you didn't do something wrong. Right. I said how it was, and they didn't like it. Yep. So, I mean, whatever. It's like the Ben Shapiro approach. Facts don't care about your feelings. Right. <laughs> I, I yeah. just, I, I do. I, I still I still follow their page and like the posts, and I go in and spend money in there, and, and I trust those people in there with my bow, and I I, I do, but I, I, I'd be lying if I said, you know, when my back's turned. Right. I don't I don't think the the love is completely there. I don't think the no. the support to to be successful is there. I mean, I'm I'm the type of person that'll click on a post and see the type of people that like it or comment on it just so I can see, you know, who appreciates and loves what I do. Right. And who doesn't? And there's there's some names that pop up once in a great while that I'm like, "Yep." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> and lately, honestly, I'll say I'm terrible at getting on Facebook and mm-hmm. interacting. Like, I'll get on there and scroll around and, you know, like stuff here or there, but I'm not constantly, like, worried about it. Yeah, and that's another thing that people are different different at. There's some people that just get on there and, and read, and then there's some people that actually want to get on there and interact. Right. And so, I mean, I'll, I'll bump into people and, you know, hey, great deer, saw that deer you shot, and I'm like, you didn't even press right. like on the post. Like, yeah. Like, but it's 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 a, just a difference in people. And honestly, that's I'm bad at it. Like I'll scroll. Like I saw your buck. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh fuck yeah! And then I kept scrolling. I'm, I kept like, scrolling. I'm like, fuck! I didn't even like it. Then yeah. I, I went back and I found it and I liked it. Yeah, I'm just terrible at it. Yep. 
and I, I didn't necessarily. Which it shouldn't be like that. I, I mean, it shouldn't be about the likes. It's and it's not for me. I just at the end of the day, I want people. If I had to put off a, a pot, I want to put off a positive message. I'm not sitting out here, and I'm not the best deer hunter. That deer over four years taught me a lot, right? A lot. And at the end of the day, I just enjoy posting stuff, and I hope somebody can learn something from it. I can motivate someone to to go and do the things that they want to do. You know, just like a lot of streams TV. Did I ever think that I was going to be making a hundred grand a year and hunting for a living? No, I honestly never thought that. But I thought it was a I dream. Could, it was a dream. It was <laughs> right. a wild dream. Yeah, that that I could do something like that, and and uh, I, I feel like we did something positive i feel like we made an impact i think people enjoyed what we watched we brought humor to it we brought realism we weren't some fancy high-end production and at the end of the day that's still who i am even without wildest dreams tv i'm still a bow hunter i still go to work i'm still a father i've got shit to do i'm not perfect i've got a lot of improvements to make i've made mistakes in the past and i'm going to make more in the future oh yeah it's life. Yep, and that's and that's it. I just, I hope people just get that message. So yeah, I literally had a guy message me on Facebook Messenger tonight, like literally right before you came. He's like, "Hey, I saw some of your videos on YouTube, and uh, I recently moved from I think he said Jefferson, Iowa to Kellogg, which ain't that far from here." Yep. He's like, "Hey, we should get together and do some coyote call," and it's like, "Fuck yeah! All right, let's, let's do, do it." it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was another yeah. So you bring it, I mean, right there. Like in that, those videos are how old, and he's watching them and like, oh, yep. fuck. That's, a, that's, again, like I sit here and I'm like, you say, oh, go coyote hunting. And I immediately think, like, that's my that's my first initial thought, thinking back to when we were at Kyle's. And that coyote comes screaming from behind oh, us shit. after I swung and fucking missed. Yeah. And just hammering that bitch and rolling her up like a wet paper sack. Kansas was honestly, like, the best coyote hunting I've ever done. Yeah. Like, the first stand was absolutely nuts. Yep. I'm like, holy fuck, this is Kansas. <laughs> Jesus. Is this how it's going to be? Yeah. Come I mean, it got kind of dry there for a while, but yep. we wow, st- I think we fun. still had a lot of fun. It's, oh, I yeah. do. I think about that shit all the time. You know, I, I watch the, I think about the Bowser hunt is, is one of my favorites. And, you know, that's going back to the filming thing. We keep bouncing all over the place, but yeah, yeah. that's, that's kind of what I enjoy too is it didn't bother me a bit that I didn't get the kill shot on camera for him. It didn't. I wasn't sad about it. I wasn't frustrated with myself. Nothing. You right. know, and I, I got to be a hunter, and that's what really felt good. And I think back to, like, the Bocevas hunt, and those, honest, honestly, that was some of the funnest times in my life, too, because when you and I would get together, I didn't have to explain anything. You're talking to Josh. <laughs> Josh is used to filming himself. And Are you on him? Right. What? What? <laughs> He's not yeah. used to being a cameraman. He's used to being a hunter and filming. Yeah. There's a huge difference in, in mindsets and just like the Bocephus thing, like if you know, if I told you I saw Bocephus, if people watch that that video, you aren't like standing there like, Well, where is he? <laughs> right. Looking around, you're just like <laughs> you're locked on that camera, you're like, I gotta get him. Like Yeah. You get into that producer mindset. Which was always nice. That's that's why I enjoyed hunting with with you a lot, and and going to Kansas and doing the bow hunts and shit like that. Because it's it's it is it's rare to find someone that that you can trust and and know that they're going to be on that lens yeah. and and do the right thing. And 
I think I just got to the point that I I knew that I wasn't going to have a Zach McNall all the time. I wasn't going to have, you know, I'm not tooting my own horn, but I feel like I'm a pretty good photographer and field producer. Yeah, people can't take that. They may not if people don't like you, they can't take away the fact that you can take badass pictures. So, and video. I mean, <laughs> Well, I, it's and your knack, and I mean you're good at it, right? Yeah, and I and I do. I enjoy it. And you I, should be able to toot your own horn. I mean, if you're proud of what you do, I'm, I'm very proud of it. And yeah. I, I, I did. I came to the realization that I'm not going to find another me without forking a wad of cash, right? And when you don't have the cash to fork out, you're you're nestled down to. Hey, I know you don't have any experience, but will you come press right. record? Hit <laughs> this red button right here, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make sure it's in focus. What's focus? Well, fuck, I'll just do right. it myself. Are you still running just like a DSLR? Or? Yep, I'm running a... I'm That's running. gotta be a bitch cell phone. It is. I got a little camcorder that I use and Sony AX33 that I use once in a great while, but a majority of the stuff, if I'm filming someone else, I'm running a Sony A7 III with a Sigma 1 to 400. 100 to 400. So, I, I do. I enjoy the hell out of it. I love taking photos. I went down to, to the old Johnny Mulligan's two days ago. Yeah, I was wondering if you took those photos. Yep, I took all of his photos. We took some. It was awesome. It was a great setting. The colors were awesome. It was, yep. I went down and took all John's photos after he killed that deer. And I'm not going to lie, when I looked at those photos, I'm like, that kind of looks like Billy C's photos. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, just how it looks, you know? Yep. Yep, no, I went down there and took them. John's a, John's a great dude. That you know, I think back to 2016 when when this all really kicked off, and the you know us going to ATA and all that stuff, and those experiences, meeting those people, right. learning about this industry, the people I've met throughout this throughout this thing has has been incredible. There, there's such a world out there in the hunting industry. It's so small, but it's so big at the same time, and you really can sift through quick and find out where you fit you know the the type of people that that you're going to click well with and i mean i can pick up a phone and call somebody in north carolina i can call somebody in montana texas new mexico new york pennsylvania iowa like i can pick up a phone and talk deer with anybody from those states all over this nation because of people i've met and i think that's the awesome thing about the hunting community and quite frankly the outdoor industry right so and then, yeah. then we end up in Zach McNoll's garage. Yep, talking drink, about a drinking beer and talking about deer. Yeah, um, you went out to Nebraska. When was that? It was early season, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was mid September. Went out to Nebraska and did got, you get your ass whooped? Or? Oh, bad. <laughs> like I went, I went home, and I think I, I, the well might be starting to <laughs> fade away. To a little fade bit. away now. About a month later, but two months later. No, yeah, we got we got our asses kicked. I, I went out there, you know, with dreams of a mule deer, and I think you went to the same area we went out tree hunting where I killed my Miriam. Oh, really? Were you by like Chadron and? Yep. Okay. Yep. yep. That's where we were. We were out there, like south of there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. yep. Going back out uh, first week of December with with the muzzleloaders. So okay, I was gonna go Halloween weekend back out with the bow, but. I just it didn't work out. Yeah, that's a drive. Yeah, it is. It's like a, from here anyway, it was like ten. It's like ten hours. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I did it. I did it the the last trip. And that's see that's the other thing. Like with right now with, with going through the separation, I have to like plan things in advance. Like right. I can't be gone more than four days at a time. You can't just be like all right, I'm leaving. Yep. See you later. There is, there, yeah. There is no there is no taking hunting trips. It's like okay, the kids are with her for the next three to four days. Okay. Pew, 
right buzz out sleep in your truck hunt your ass off sleep in a tent get back in the truck haul ass home yeah like that's just kind of how i was how i was doing it did you lay eyes on anything i saw one small buck and the rest were all does and i walked into a wad of cattle really i didn't take into account out there and maybe this is me being naive i did not realize how many crops are out in that far western nebraska when i got out there and realized the amount of corn and beans and milo and shit that was still in Mm -hmm. not only not only in but the amount of acres that were there i was like i don't have a snowball's chance in hell right you know and a lot of these you know it's private a lot of those fields are private and those deer will literally bed down right in the middle of those bean fields and those milo fields and you're sitting there trying to pick out a top of an antler or something right it just it was it was a it was a poor time to go and we hiked back in three and a half four miles we walked 17 miles day one. Oh boy we did seven of those miles with 50 pounds on our back we took water food tent sleeping bags sleeping pads so did you sleep out there we were going to we the first day we trekked three and a half miles in we got two miles in crested this big area i'd been looking on onyx and i got to the peak and that's where i wanted to glass this whole basin i got to the peak and i'm dude zach i'm talking like that some bitch was straight up to get up to it there, there's some big damn hills oh, hidden, yeah, hidden south of shattering yeah and i walked up this one big hill it's probably a four or five hundred foot elevation and it, God, it it was hands and knees, and I got to the top, and <gasps> I, I had my fucking dad bod whip, <laughs> and I got up there, and the first thing I heard was, oh, and I was like, God damn it! Brought up the binos, and everywhere I glassed, dude, I bet there was 300, 400 head of cattle out there. Oh boy! And so it was like, okay, I've got two decisions, I've got. 25,000 more acres to work with or I go back to the truck and start over. I'm like, fuck it, I'm going through the cattle. So I went another mile and a half or whatever it was in. We got three and a half miles in and I made it up over this knoll and there's this big, beautiful basin. I made it up over this knoll and there's a doe just laying there, like 60 yards, bedded, staring at me. I'm like, oh. So I just like froze. And I was looking around, looking around, glassing. She just locked on me and... uh Ended up, she stood up, stood up and blew off. And I was like, you know what? This is it. I'm stopping here. I'm going to go up over this next hill. So we stopped, set up camp and everything else. I mean, we had jet boils and water and food. We set up camp. And off we went for the day and got up on some high spots and glassed, you know, mule deer doe, mule deer doe. Mule deer, it's just constant mule deer doe all over the place, mule deer doe and fawn. And we ended up getting seven miles back in or something like that and um there was this ditch and we were kind of they kind of bottled everything kind of bottlenecks down there's private on both sides and this bottlenecks down and we weren't seeing deer the grass was getting thicker still in cattle country we're in the last big draw and that's (laughs) and i'm like i i am over this like there is literally cattle on all of these twenty-five thousand acres get down it and there's one ditch and it's like okay we can either go back the way we came and do this up down up down up down bullshit that we've been doing since nine o'clock this morning or we've got two hours left two and a half hours left till dark we can beat feet down this ditch get back to our camp and get the hell out of here right and that's what we did it was brutal 
there was that sounds there, brutal. There was ditches where they were so steep, you know, and you might only drop off fifty feet and climb back up, or twenty five feet and climb back up, but it's straight down and straight up. And there right. is no, there is no. Well, I'm going to walk twenty yards down to this log, or I'm going to walk twenty yards down to where it's, you know, I can jump across. It it's literally. Those, a lot of those drainages were a mile, two miles long, and it's literally that way, 25 foot down, straight down. So on the way back, Aubrey was beat. I was fucking beat, but it was so bad. I would go down, climb up, take my pack off. Aubrey would come down into the bottom of the ditch, and I would grab her backpack, and I would just drag her up. She'd try and come, but I would literally drag her up the hill right. to, to support her. I mean, it was... Never again. Never a fucking again will I do that. So what are you running? You say you had a tent with you. What are you running for a tent? I just had a, I just had a, it's a, it's either a Kelty or something like that. Just a two person quick pop up rain fly tent. Okay. Yep. See, cause I've been thinking about, I've been trying to get out to like Colorado, like elk hunting. Mm-hmm. And I thought it'd be badass to like just camp out, get far deep as you can. Mm-hmm. That's I've got camp it, and then I've got everything now so I can go do that. I see, bought that's my, my dream to do that. I bought my sixth elk point for Wyoming this year, so next year I should be able to draw a trophy unit. Okay. So that's what I've been saving for. Yeah. I have enough points that I could draw a general unit, but I was I have I was just sitting at like four points or something like that and I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna wait a few more years and and draw a trophy unit so yeah that's what i'm hoping to do when i get to seven or eight points but yeah like you i, I i'm like i don't want to go to a an outfitter i don't want to do the right. horseback or anything if i go i want to i want to fucking earn it earn it yeah. yep and yep. I, I got i've got one more pack to buy but i've got different packs i've got my tent my jet boil sleeping pad clothing if i had to add anything if i was going to go for a like a long time I would definitely want to go with like a seek outside TP tent with like a okay. titanium wood stove. Okay. They're yeah. like seven or 800 bucks. Yeah. But yeah. I watch a lot of the, if you watch um, Brian call or like gritty, gritty Bowman okay. on YouTube, yeah, they do a lot of backcountry hunts. I mean, a lot of the shit that they use is like high end. Right. But the, I mean, there's cheaper ways to do it, but you kind of get an idea like, what they're using for a tent, what they're wearing for clothes, socks, boots. I mean, it's n- it's no fucking joke out there. Yeah, and, right. I mean, and I think people are just like, oh, everybody does it all the time. Right. It, it is. It's a it's a different world out there when you're in no cell service. You could break a fucking leg. And, right. I mean, you got to have the equipment to stay warm and dry. And I'm hoping someday, which I've actually thought about going to Nebraska, just trying a mule deer hunt, but. I don't. I haven't done enough research, but how's that work? Because I've done a little bit of research, and it's do you have to buy tags for certain units, um, or is it? It's an over the tag. It's an over the counter deer tag. And you can go wherever you want. You can go wherever you want. So if you go when you're going back out for muzzleloader, are you going back to? I'm going to go back to that same area, but okay. I'm buying another tag. You got to buy another tag yep. to do it. I have to buy a firearm tag. Okay. Yep. I can't. I can't go back out of my. I mean, I can use my archery tag. But I'm sorry, but if somebody's gonna let me shoot a fucking gun, I'm gonna shoot a fucking gun. Right. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. I'm gonna go back out there, and um, I don't know if you remember Tanya and Kyle Wisner. Yeah. Oh. That's um, we're going out there with them. Okay. So we got cool. an Airbnb, and we're gonna do a little bit more 
comfortable this time but luxury yeah yep no we're gonna go out there for five days and see if we can find one it, it it's it's a cheap hunt don't go out there expecting to shoot 170 180 inch mule deer because it's probably not going to happen right but if you just want to go out and experience it i highly suggest doing it sometime between october 15th and before rifle season right hit that hit that like 30 day window before rifle season don't don't go the second fucking week of september right did you ever run into anybody out there or were you the only one so the th- second morning i believe it was second morning we uh we decided to go to a different area and i went up and i was like okay and i talked to a buddy of mine and he's like hey there's some hogs that have come out of this this unit and he's like right here at this campground is where you want to be i'm like okay so I'm pitifully farting up there and getting there and well before sunrise, hour before sunrise. I wrote, it, it, this is in the middle of fucking nowhere, Zach. 20 some miles of gravel in mm-hmm. the middle of nowhere. Fuck every damn parking spot and then some is full. Really? The whole entire campground was full. I was like, this is fucking great. <laughs> kind of right. brings you down. So I, yeah, I sat there and I was, I was like, okay. And I, I made a couple loops. And there's guys sleeping in tents, guys sleeping in their trucks, campers, motorhomes. Like it's all there, but but it's it's no bigger than the lot your house and your house and garage sit on. Oh. I mean, it's it's small. Wow. You roll in and it's like you guys are clown car in it yeah. in this in this campground. And uh, I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to do this. And I I parked my truck and I was like, well. Maybe if I get out there before everybody else. So I get out and I start packing all my shit and you know, that first light's starting to crack and I'm this guy rolls up next to me and he gets out drinking a beer. I'm like, What oh, the boy. fuck are you doing? It's it's five thirty, six o'clock in the morning, you stupid son. <laughs> anyway. We get to talking to him and he's holding me up and I'm like, God, I really want to get going. Right. You know, I want to get back in here and well boom somebody takes off i'm like son of a bitch pick up my binoculars it's just a hiker hiking it's just somebody hiking wow i'm like you are a dedicated motherfucker to be out here just hiking into a public public hunting area i'm like great and i started talking to this guy and i was like you you guys have any luck And he's like yeah we killed one yesterday i'm like can i see it and he shows me it's a picture of an antelope I'm like, oh, that's an antelope. I was like, I'm mule deer hunting. He's like, you're in the wrong area. Everybody up here is goat hunting. You don't have a chance at a mule deer up here. I'm like, oh, shit. sweet. Thanks for boosting my confidence. <laughs> like, that helps. Yeah. And so we sit there, and I'm like, okay, well, clearly I'm not going in here. This place is loaded with antelope hunters. And he puts me on this map, and he's like, okay, I'm going to – he was like, it's hard to get to, but it's public, and I'm going to show you how to get to it. I'm like, okay. So we sit here, literally pencil and paper, drawing a map, looking at it on Onyx, put a marker down, you know, want to guide myself to it. And I told Aubrey on the way there, I said, if there's one fucking cow, I'm out. I'm not doing it. Not doing it. We come rolling up to this corner, and I said, I think that's it. I was like, oh, my God. Yep, it's it. There was probably 200 head of fucking Texas Longhorns strewn across this whole oh hillside, and I'm like, nope. I got on my, I got on Onyx. I found one of the biggest areas I could find three hours away, and pew, spent the rest of my time there. Sounds like a shit show. Oh, dude, it was a shit show. I I I knew going out there it was going to be a learning experience, but 
I didn't know that somebody was going to be out there with like, you know, one of the Mexican guys with them dancing whips <laughs> right. and just fucking beat the shit out of me. Yeah, I went home with my tail between my legs, man. It sucked, but it was fun. I I, I learned uh, I learned different areas. I learned where not to go, what to look out for. I can't I can't say it was a total loss because it cost me however much money to to go learn right so not too not too upset about that no and i think a lot of them western hunters i mean you're gonna get your ass kicked probably the first time you go out for oh sure. yeah yeah i know guys that especially have gone, a midwest guy yeah going out and yeah they're gonna come out here and go cornfield okay i'm gonna where's the 180 inch deer right um it's not here yeah <laughs> hey i'm gonna take a quick break and take a piss yep all right we're back well, enough about me. I want to hear a little bit about what you've been up to. What's your game plan this season? Um, I've been hunting a lot of public. And uh, actually, today is my last day of work. And uh, I'm on what everyone calls rutcation now. So next two and a half weeks, I'll be. Holy shit. Two and a half weeks. I took I took more time this year because I'm, I'm sick of just settling, you know. Like, I want to. Be selective. Yeah, I want to get a. You know, a nice yep. public land buck, you know, like yep. the 150s, 160s, like, yep. I want to try and target one at least. Yep. So, I mean, so Friday, me and dad are, I'm pulling the camper down south. We're going to hunt southern Iowa public for a week. And depending what I see down there, I'll, I mean, I'm, we're pulling back. Depending what happens, we'll pull back that following Sunday. And either I'll keep making trips back and forth to southern Iowa or, um, I'll hunt around here, but right now the public around here is getting piss pounded because mm-hmm. a guy, a guy I know shot a, uh, I mean, it's not even that big of a bug. I think it scored like 148, which nice public land bug, mm-hmm. but he shot a buck out of the public I normally hunt mm-hmm. and everyone just, he, he kind of gave it away. So everyone just swarmed into it, yep. which honestly a kid last night shot a, damn good eight point out of the north side of the public eye hunt it's like damn it's getting piss pounding like, like they're starting to take them away from you yeah so i'm kind of you hit the the weather is the only thing the only downfall you got like five days to fight through 60 degrees yeah. 65 degree temperatures but that's i don't think that's going to hinder the movement i think that's going to make the mornings even better i think the mornings will be good and i think evenings will be the, like the the last like half hour you know like yep. magical those time. all day sits you're going to sit there drinking a water eating a snack and go yeah nope yeah what am i doing here yeah but what's nice about down where we hunt there's thousands of acres Mm -hmm. to choose from and you can bounce around try and find what you're looking for yep and kind of hunt i mean i'm used to i just started hunting public really not that long ago and i used to i'd hang a stand and i'd hunt that fucker all Mm -hmm. week i was off i wouldn't even move around i'd hunt that stand and hope something walks by yep which worked out for me several years, but it's much more fun moving around. Yep, hanging hunt. What's what's Chancy Walter say? Crawling and brawling. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Yeah, crawling it's and brawling. So much fun. Yeah, and you know the deer can't read green signs. So I mean, if you find a spot, yep, that's good. I mean, you got to play the people too. I mean, yep. And honest to God, last year me and Jameson went down there, and we hardly ran into anybody during the week. Really weekends get a little busy like not busy where you don't want to hunt like you're like this is pointless but 
I mean, you ran into people. Yeah. But like the week, like the week days, we never saw a soul. I mean, that's good. Yeah. You basically had a thousand acres to yourself. Yeah. That's what it seemed like. But it's just a lot more work, public land hunting. That that eleven, I think that eleven through the sixteenth, if you hammer it out all day and getting a good scrape line or on the edge of a doe bedding area, I think you're going to hammer it. And I, uh, I did a bunch of scouting down there this during shed season, and I found some spots I didn't like. I obviously knew they're there, but I never walked to them. You didn't know what they look like. Right. You can look at all you want on a map until you get there. You're like, fuck. There's, yeah. There's nowhere to hang a tree or. And granted, I never found any nice sheds mm-hmm. and i really didn't really find any other boot prints either but there there's so much buck sign in some of these spots and i was like well hopefully next year they do the same thing yep. and i found a lot of good spots that i'm gonna hit and i know some spots that worked for us last year that we saw some really good bucks mm-hmm. i mean nothing like over the top but good bucks yep. i mean mid 140s 150 bucks i mean there's always going to be a deer to hunt and I, th- I think some people end up getting wrapped up in that sometimes you know people get zoned in on one deer or one spot or something like that and if somebody infringes or shoots a deer thereafter it's just you know they lose their mind almost it's like and yep. I, some of the, some people just need to slow down and relax and i was one of the i was one of those people that needed to slow down and relax and chill out on on certain things i mean i never kind of regretted anybody for shooting a certain deer but it's i think a lot of people just forget the you know we talked about facts the fact is every year there's going to be a deer to hunt there's going to be a buck to kill there's going to be a place to hunt like people get so uptight about you know like your favorite word butt hurt there's so many people that get butt hurt about stupid shit and just there's always gonna be another one that's i said i sit here looking at this deer and i'm like four years what the hell am i gonna do now i'm like well probably go back to reality and shoot 135 40 inch eight right. pointer and call it a day and like i say i i'm gonna go down there with my mind set on shooting a big upper deer. class buck yep but, you know if a 140 surprises me i'm like oh <laughs> it's gonna be tough not to yep. pull back and let one fly but are you uh are you still sticking to the the native equipment or do you go back to the compound i'm back to the compound um i was shooting the recurve quite a bit i just I don't know. I just I, lo- I love shooting the recurve, but I just feel like I haven't shot enough bucks. You're not ready the, for that challenge I'm not yet. Ready, yeah. Yep. I don't want to have a 160 plus inch buck out at 25 yards, 25 or 30 35. yards. I'm yep. like can't shoot them because I'm not. Confident. I'm not confident there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I can understand like that. I, I've shot several good deer over the years, but I'm just not quite. It'd be like there. if you had a. It'd be like if you had a really good farm you know where you were gonna sit in a blind over a food plot or something you're like okay right. i've got three doe tags to fill if they come inside of 15 i'm gonna smoke them with a the recurve but you could reach over and grab your compound if he stands out there at 30 or 40 you know right i could understand that but yeah man going to going into public with a climber and a backpack and everything else and toting two bows or one or you know whatever i yeah. you i definitely think you'd most people anyway would want to use the yeah, want to use the the equipment available to to take a little bit longer, more accurate, effective shot. Yeah, I try to go back as deep as I can, which a lot of the public hunters say, like, "Yo, I'm seven miles deep," which they're lying. But so they're not. I don't know if there's a place in Iowa that you can continuously no. walk seven miles in. Well, aside from along a river, right? Maybe. 
But like I try and get back to like the far corner or something where people aren't gonna, most people aren't gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna walk back there, and then I'll try and find. And that's what, like this year I found a spot way back in the far corner of public, kind of butts up against private. That you got to cross like a. It's a, they call it a creek, but it's more of a river. Mm-hmm. Like I'm gonna have to wear hip waders to get across it, and then head oh, back. Oh boy! In. Like that's my main spot right now. I'm gonna focus on. If I don't see shit in two days, I'm gonna move on. But yep, that's the plan anyway. Chest waders. Yeah, you're doing that. hardcore. I, if it pays off, I'll look I'll like a badass. Tra- but trade in the weight of the camera equipment for some real hunting equipment. Yeah. Yep. Which honestly, that climber, it's. I, I was just it. gonna say, I heard you talking about it on the past podcast. And I've never seen it, but man, that thing is—it's—it's it's narrow. It looks light. It looks easy. Yeah, it's. If you're afraid of heights and like small platforms, probably not gonna be your thing. But, and I do get kind of sketched out at certain heights, but. I'm up around that like, 18 mark is my. Mm-hmm. Anything past that, I'm kind of like I'm stupid. Like I don't like getting that high up. No, I'm I'm getting to be the same way. Like I, if I had my choice, I'd get rid of every single one of my lock-ons and go to like a seventeen or twenty foot one man ladder, right, or something like that. If if I had if I really had my choice, but you know, I, there's gonna come a day I probably will go back to private eventually, just mm-hmm. because. But right now, I just think I just want to challenge myself type mm-hmm. deal. Like I don't. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I, I, I talked to one of my buddies the same way. I, I've kind of one of those people. I want to have a like a, like a set of sticks and a stand always in my truck because right. if, if you ever need that option, that's what I always want to do. Like I either need to hang and hunt somewhere or screw this. I'm going to go to public, and that's. I talked to one of my buddies. I said, now that I've got tiny down, like, I don't necessarily have a deer that I'm looking at next year and going that's it that's the story i built the story was built around tiny i don't have any other stories built i I do it's like i want to get a lightweight set of stand and sticks and i want to hang and bang on some some river bottom swamp bucks or something you know switch it up i think it's a good idea and i i I think it's cool when people step outside their comfort zone Mm -hmm. you know you tried it for a little bit with a bow and then you're like well screw private i'm gonna go public yeah you know same type of deal that's i want to i want to do that too it's kind of why i did the whole mule deer hunt this year yeah and just find little ways to it's it all of hunting in my opinion is is a challenge but you find those little knacks where you do you want to do that little bit of extra to make sure you earned it right and i think that's kind of where it's kind of where i was at i'm like i'm gonna take a sleeping bag three and a half miles in and go camp with the cows and yeah. shoot a mule deer wrong right <laughs> But I felt like I was going to earn the son of a bitch. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's how I feel. I mean, I don't know, just something different. Challenge yourself. Change Get far it up enough, a little bit. Far enough back in there where you got to quarter it out. Yeah, that's why, if you look behind you, I got that pack frame. That's why I bought it. So if I do oh, shoot yeah. one way back in there, yep. I ain't dragging the fucker through a creek. No, mean, hell no. Or a river. <laughs> Put two quarters on that, haul them out, go back and get the rest. Yeah, yeah that's I don't, the plan. Make Jameson do it all. He probably would. <laughs> Give him some beer. Come, come here, James. I got some bush light. <laughs> come here, little buddy. Yeah, but. That's awesome. He actually, I don't know if he wants me to tell you this, but he actually missed a buck Saturday, or either Saturday or Sunday morning. He said it was like a, he thinks like mid-140s, which, yeah. good buck. Oh, yeah. Well, shit happens. You're always going to miss him. But he, he switched to a single pin and 
he shot right under him. How, how about him trying to shoot a left-handed bow? Oh, shit. Do you remember that? That bow right behind you. That's the one he shot or tried to. Motherfucker <laughs> at remember 70 that. pounds, and if you're not, I mean. That was hilarious. I'll never, you guys were on the ground trying to shoot a deer, and it's like, here, you're right-handed, but take my left hand. Yeah. He couldn't pull it back. <laughs> oh, man. Big old Sheila standing at like 10 yards, oh, staring at him. <laughs> We just fucking bust out laughing. She takes off. Oh, uh, man. How about the turkey video that's still up of him doing the little trick, trick, trick? Getting all excited. <laughs> Jerking. Oh, my God. I look back through some of your footage, and I do. I Oh, my God. You you and him had some of the most hilarious footage. I'll I'll still go back to, like, some of the first stuff we that you guys were ever turning in. and I, Oh, yeah. I'll just sit there and laugh my ass off. And I'd love to have him go with me and film, you know. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's to the point. He filmed for so many couple years, you know. He never yep. really hunted. Yep. He just filmed me. He's enjoying it now. And now he's he's wanting to get a buck. Like, get, yep. he's, he's wanting he to get on some deer. deer. He found some – he got on some, like, prime private ground now, and he's learning it and yep. trying to figure it out. And Nice. And it's funny, the buck he shot last year, which – good buck for him. Like, first decent buck with a bow. Mm-hmm. Well, he sends me a Snapchat when he's trying to track it, and there's, like, a 165-inch buck cruising. Like, he could have shot it again. Like, it was 20 yards, 30 yards from him. He could have yep. shot it cruising. I'm like, dude. Like, so he's he's in a good area. I mean, it's like a timber raptor with just switchgrass all around it. Mm-hmm. It's prime. But, and I I got a feeling he will shoot a good one this year. I hope he does anyway. Good. Good. Yeah. Is Taylor liking you adding more deer every year to the wall? or? She don't care about that. She just, she hates when I'm gone all the time. Yep. That, Especially this week when I'm going to be gone. I mean, I'm gone for nine days, basically, yeah. which I understand. Three kids and trying to—it's tough. Juggle it's that. A, yeah, it's a tough balance. I do feel for her, but at the same time, it's like if I don't go, I'm gonna lose my mind. Like, yep. I'll I be see. sitting at home, or I'll be sitting on some shit public ground around here. Like, what am I doing? Like, yep. There's probably some giant cruising that creek bottom, and I'm just sitting here like a dumb fuck. Yeah, with my thumb up my ass. Yeah. Yep. No, I get it. I think there's a. I, I had to go through that with Aubrey. Like when I met Aubrey, she she didn't know what shed hunting was, and she was like, "You know what? You go walk around look like looking for deer antlers." And I was like, "Yeah." And she goes, "Why?" <laughs> oh God! And, and People I, that don't understand, like it's just like yep. if you just do it and find the an antler, like you're gonna be hooked. Oh, and she she started doing it. And she, she hasn't found an antler yet, but she started doing it. And she's enjoyed it and. Honestly, like she's been the one that comes in out and videos me. She's the one that shot all my my photos that I posted of that deer. She came. She's started running the camera. She's doing awesome, and I never thought I'd hear a woman say this, but she shared. She ended up sharing the post, and I ended up seeing it on Facebook or whatever. And she's like, "More deer heads, the better. Keep the deer heads coming, babe." And I'm like, "I think I'll keep you. Right? <laughs> I think I'll keep you." Yeah, yeah, Taylor don't care about the deer heads. It's just the time away from yep. the family. And Aubrey's the same way. She's she's if she can come, she wants to be there. And right. we you know, we try and plan it for that and you know, that that night, you know, I just with her day job in mind, I get off work a little bit earlier than her. And I told her the same thing. I said, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, babe. You know, the tree I'm in, there's only one stand. I said both both the stands on that oak flat i don't have a buddy stand like i don't have a a camera stand or anything like that set up so it's not that i don't want you there 
I, I'm hunting a tree that doesn't suit it. Like, right. I got one shot at this, and it just so happened that that he come out and I shot him and she wasn't there, but she was my first phone call. She was, I, I, you know, I, I grabbed my phone and I was still in the tree. I was shaking and I did, I called her and I was like, I got him. And she was like, you what? <laughs> she was, it's almost like disbelief. I think Hannah was there and you, know, you can see Hannah's eyes <laughs> getting big and they shot off the couch and, and I, I don't, I think they, they covered a lot of ground mm. in a short amount of time. Right. No. It's nice having women that support us. I mean, I, I get the being gone. That's Yeah, I think Taylor's support, like, she supports it, but then she gets sick of it after a while, like, kill That's, the fucking deer already. Like, yep, kill it over and with. get home. Yep. It's, it, but, and she's not like a, she understands hunting, but she doesn't understand, like, I'm not going out just to, if I was just going to kill a deer, I'd be done by now. Right. I've had so many deer just walk by. Yep. Four corns, whatever. Yep. I'm. That's just not how I do it. We're the same way as men, though. It's, I've started. Arbery and I have had these talks. It's almost like a separation anxiety. Like you spend yeah, right. you spend ten months out of the year with them, and all of a sudden, hunting season rolls around, and it's like, wait, he's not here. He's not here for dinner. Right? What? He's going to be gone for three to five days hunting a deer, and it's almost a separation anxiety. But us as guys, like we're the same way. You know, Aubrey gets Aubrey gets that way with me. She goes and leaves for three days with her friends to Kansas City, and I'm like, I just want her home. Like, this needs to get over with. I want her home. I miss her. Right. And I think we all just, I'm deep so down. I'm kind of the opposite because Taylor never, she always gets pissed because, like, I do what I want to do, but she don't really have hobbies of her own. Like, her hobby is taking care of the kids. Yep. Being a mom. Yep. Which she does a great job at. But I tell her like go do shit with your friends like go like I want you to leave like, yep. just leave the house go she, enjoy yourself yep. but she won't take time for herself which what I understand it's 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 what's the word selfless selflessness yeah she, she's yeah I get it I get it I think she don't like to leave the kids no. for any amount of time no I can I can 100% understand that this this one her and I are that way a lot we can sit in the house and she'll sit in her room on a on a game boy or a phone all night but the second i'm gone for three days when are you coming home right. when are you going to be home i mean there's there was times that i was going across the country in the semi before i changed jobs and she did she what in the last year you she's been to washington clear down to the southern tip of the gulf of mississippi sweet something yep. i've never done so she's she's <laughs> Hannah's damn near gone across the United States diagonally from Washington to Mississippi, so she got to do that this year in a semi with me. That's I've never ridden a semi ever. Really? I, yeah, I've never. It's not. You rode one without a bed. I've ridden in both. Oh. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, she, yeah. She sits in the. I sleep. thought maybe you like went cross country without a bed to sleep. In. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> like, we stayed. In, we stayed in hotels when we went, but my old my old semi did have a it did have a sleeper. It was sleeper. a re- really yeah. nice truck, but yeah. no, there's nothing much to them. Just work a lot and head to the deer woods. Yeah. So I'm glad you had me on, man. It was it was good to be here and catch up. And catch up, it's yeah. It's been a couple of years and just going through some old memories is that's what hunting's all about. It brings us Last back. Last time we were here, you only had one kid. Huh? Last time we were here, you only had one kid. Yeah, I got three kids now. Yeah, <laughs> you trying to you're trying to catch I'm up to me. Pumping them out, pumping them out. Yeah, you trying to catch up to me. No, no, we're we're, we're even. even. We're now. dead even. I'm done. I'm done. Did you get the snip? No. Probably should. The funny thing is. 
she wants me to get, she said like all right it's time to get snipped i was like yeah i'm not about that like <laughs> not about that life i'm not about that life and then uh here not long ago she was hinting at number four i'm like fuck no <laughs> guess i'll get snipped <laughs> I'm, i'll go get snipped right now yeah fuck yeah that ain't happening yeah. four isn't three two was enough and then we had a little whoops <laughs> which we love them all the same so oh matter. yeah yep yep i know all about that can't um, imagine life without three of them now it's like it's crazy yeah, I'm I'm the same way. This this one's turned into my my best hunting buddy ever. She's shooting shooting big deer every year and showing me up and. So yeah, my daughter you can't Aud- show you up with this now. Right, yeah. yeah, that's gonna be a tough one to beat. Yeah, that's gonna be a tough one to beat. But yeah, Audrey's getting to the point. My daughter, she's she'll be eight next fall. So I'm like I'm thinking about trying to get her out, but. If she doesn't show interest, I'm not going to push her, you right. know. Is she showing any yet? She she likes to go squirrel hunting, and but she doesn't like to be the behind the gun. She gotcha. wants to just watch me yep. shoot. Which she, she's a little dead-eyed with the 22. We took her out to my mom and dad. She shot at the range, and she was shooting balloons. At, I mean, not far, but she was shooting yep. balloons. First, she knows what she she's doing. She was like six at the time. Yep. I mean, I was like, damn. Yep. How but, was I when I... What? Did those milk jugs, uh, those milk you killed your first deer when you were six. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know, but like, you were six when you shot that milk jug. And that's what's weird. There's certain kids like you just know if they're ready or not. And yep. At six, she. I mean, she's not ready to shoot a deer. Yep. She and she, she'd rather watch princess movies and yep. be on her iPad. That's my eight year old wants to start doing it too, and and same deal there. You know, I, she gets scared really easy of bangs or loud noises or stuff. So I was like, you know what? And people may disagree. I don't really fucking care. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take her out. And if the right deer presents itself, I'm going to walk her through it. I'll click the safety off. I'll tell her, you know, it's going to be strapped in a, in a saddle. Right. To For, her, you know, on a tripod. The gun's not going anywhere. If the deer reads the script inside of 30 yards with a 350 legend, I'll tell her, put the dot right here on the deer's shoulder you know i show her a diagram and i point and i put that dot right here and squeeze we didn't have it read the script but she was willing to do it and wanted to do it and the thing i ran into is she's right-handed and i said okay now look through there and she went i was like oh no see that's what we she, struggle with audrey she, audrey's she, like right eye dominant or left i forget how it goes she wants to hold it one way but she wants to like yeah, Reach over so, so Micaiah is right-handed. She writes and does everything with her right hand and her right foot, but she's she wants to aim a gun with her left hand yeah, or her left eye. So I found out that. I'm like, well, good thing we're shooting an AR. Right. <laughs> Ambidextrous, but... Yeah. But, yeah, hopefully. And then my two boys are... The one's too little to know, but the my middle one, Stetson, he's... Every time I come home from hunting, shoot deer? I'm like... <laughs> Nope. And then he's like disappointed. I'm like, wow, you suck. Like, and I'm like, fuck. I just want you to be proud of me. So my dad shot a doe the other night, and I brought him over there to see it, and he was all pumped up about it. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, wow, I can't even shoot a fucking – well, I don't have a doe tag for this county, one thing. And so I've just been buck hunting. Yep. I could have easily shot a doe the other night. but um, It changes your whole perspective when you get to involve him. It's almost fun. Yeah. It's almost fun to do. That's, it's funny you say that because Micaiah was the same way when it came to this deer. 
I, I'd come home from hunting. Did you shoot tiny? <laughs> no. Nope. No. Thanks for letting me know. I suck. Sorry, I'm a disappointment. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But yep. Can't get him down. Yep. I don't know. I'm hoping I can bring a buck home so you can look at it, but you will. I hope so. You will. I'll definitely be. It won't be from a lack of trying if I don't. But give it the old college try. Yep. Right on, man. Well, yeah. Thanks for have, coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, and I hope you have a. Hope you have a good hunt, Southern Iowa. I'm looking forward to hearing about it. I hope so, man. Yeah, good luck out in Nebraska again. And ne- Nebraska, December. You late muzzleloader? Late muzzleloader here in Iowa. Okay. So two gun tags left and uh, two kids with tags, too. So Sweet. probably not going to fill them all, but I got some I got some gun time coming up throughout yeah. the month of December and January. Sweet. So. All right. All right, man. We'll catch you on the next one, guys. Bye.